2: With Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Nope, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Still no Christopher John Curtis. That's not bad news. We got Brad Fo Hello, Brad Fo Is that his real middle name? It is. CJ Curtis will be oh. back
3: next week for the College Game Day. Ah, uh, We were just talking about this. this is going to be so great. It's going to be bigger than College Game Day. It is the... I all for I don't know because this is your demographic, college kids, right? For this show, correct? Uh, sure. Do you have to get to the number and everything? Great, sixty plus, and do you have to do like your setting list before I go on my college game day. Yes, right? I have a read to get in, but it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, for yes, for the for all, the, all you BC kids out there who are ready for the Ken and Curtis show to take over Boston College next next week, please, please, please get your fat heads, get your signs. Get whatever else you need. And we want viral moments. We want viral pictures. This is a great... Forget about Again, forget about College Game Day. Forget about uh, all those people. I forget all their names. Kirk Herbstreit. Yep, yep. Lee, uh, Lee Corso. Corso. Lee yep. Corso.
2: Mm-hmm. By the way... Wardway's coming out of retirement. He will be our uh, Lee Corso next week. It's going
3: to be such a great show and so popular mm-hmm. that it will get to to such levels where you, much like the college game day, you are jetted on a private private jet from one place to the other Did they get a private jet for that oh the, well that no a that no that no 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 that day because a lot some of them do games oh like herbs like Herb goes that night Paul, up. Oh, da- yeah. David who I don't think he's with them anymore uh, but yeah, they get on a private jet and they they're out of there. that is going to be you, my friend.
2: <laughs> I can't wait until then though. We have some changing seasons going on here with the Red Sox and the Patriots. It is, you know, Greg does the uh, Ask a Boomer segment. This is like a boomer statement. But things ain't what they used to be, Rob. The preseason in the NFL has totally morphed into, I mean, I guess it was always meaningless. But that is the most meaningless football game that has ever been played in preseason football in the NFL. And last night at Fenway, as you well documented, it was a sea of Dodger blue. Hmm. Uh, pre-game, in-game, post-game. Mm. What has happened? I, I've never... What has happened to Fenway? Well, what has happened? What is going on? What know, has happened? I'm sure that... Are we having a Cadillac on? Is Cadillac, Cadillac is on? checking in at 1045. Okay,
3: practice. so I'm, we're going to talk about Patriots preseason. And, like, I think in a nutshell, like... Not just because I was at Fenway, <laughs> but... Oh, my God. Well, even listening to Fitzy and Hart, which we've oh, played this morning. Yeah, I mean, like, this is they did it all for me. They summed it up for me this morning. And, and I... I when I got home, I tried watching it. I'm like, this is, just, this is awful. This, is, this makes a spring training game seem like the Super Bowl. That's how, that's how bad it was. Which
2: I don't blame Belichick because if his offensive line is really that bad, then why would you ever put Mac Jones out for a snap in the preseason until Trent Brown
3: is ready? I mean, they are that desperate. I, I, think, I think that Andy and Fitzy, one of them said this. I think it was Andy. Where did this all turn? Where did this all turn? And I heard the, how did things take a turn. Uh, how I heard the retros, the, the wildly popular uh, twenty years later retrospective of uh, Gresham Fourier of that, that season. Goodbye, mm-hmm. the, the two thousand three flashback season. Can we do like oh, forget it. I'm not I'm not even gonna go down there. Anyway, so uh, yes, yeah, so I've heard that, and I heard that they, they went four zero that preseason, and I remember those preseasons like you said. Old man yelling at clouds. At least you remembered the third game. Oh. When when Brady. Oh, third. uh, It was, it was, it was the blueprint, right? Yeah. You play a little bit in the second. You play. The third game is like the, the be all end all dress rehearsal. And then maybe, you know, don't play in the fourth, but, but you know, it wasn't like, Hey, you are going to play a little in the third and that's going to be it. It it was, it was such a bad, bad sporting event. Anyway, (laughs) here it was a great sporting event, but I would say this. This is my rant. This is what I wrote today, Ken. All right? I'm verbalizing my column.
2: Did you correct the error in
3: paragraph I one? did not. Verdugo- <laughs> well, it was it a late night? Verdugo- <laughs> it was a late night. Okay. Holy mackerel was a late night. I think
2: you referenced Alex
3: Verdugo's leadoff homer in the fifth inning. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. That, As I said, that was the shining moment. And, I, and by the way, the most, not even close, the most animated home run trot the entire season, so Verdugo, yeah, the looks back. You had look sa- at- save your ticket stub for that one. I was there with the Verdugo home run trot. But my point was, I think the the headline was something. This is this is a night where the Red Sox should, should be oozing jealousy. Mm-hmm. They could win today, win tomorrow. By the way, gift Seattle finally. As I told everybody, Seattle was going to take over the division in the West. Mm-hmm. Now you're still three and a half back because Houston is the team you're chasing, which once again makes my other point. You should have beaten them more than you did, and you have to beat them when they come to town. Huge series coming up. But they could come back and and still be in this thing. That's not my point. My point is the overall image last night, Ken, the Mookie thing, the Dodgers winning, Ryan Brazier having a a celebratory um, highlight, Video. <laughs> How bizarre was that? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. It, but 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 the other the punctuation of it all was the Dodgers fans. Yeah, and we go through this. You talk to people. Toronto comes in. They travel well. Houston travels well. Obviously, the New York teams travel well. But I never seen a Fenway taken over by a group of people like I did last night. And you were here a little bit. I was here for the pregame and at four
2: thirty. I'm in the press box, and we could hear a chaos from over the center field wall, which is obviously you know Lansdowne Street or um, you know yeah it's you know, Lansdowne turn, Street. Turning over around the yeah. corner out there, Brookline Ave, whatever it is. Um, and you could hear it like through the park, chaos, commotion. I'm like, what is that? And then I turned on our Twitch feed, and I could see you here uh, a little bit later, and the Dodgers blew, and it was they were just lapping the park, right? Just it, making laps around the park.
3: Right, and so it was. What it was was. Primarily, it was a group called Pantone Something. It was it's a it's a Dodgers fan group, and they had started organizing this back in December. But it was more than that. I, I it genuinely fell out at least half the stadium where people not only Dodgers fans, people wearing Dodgers gear. Mm-hmm. And my point is this, Ken, is that you know the Red Sox obviously aspire to be the Dodgers. Everyone says, "Oh, Rays." No, 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 no. They want to be the
2: Dodgers. No, but they don't. That Red Sox fans aspire to be. To have the team be the Dodgers. Heim Bloom no, no, aspires to no, be No, Heim player. Bloom,
3: I think, ultimately aspires to be the Dodgers. Well, I, he I does, do. he's not going to have their payroll. Well, this is the whole I mean, they still sign. Tampa Bay is not signing Rafael Devers to hit the contract extension. Okay, yes. So Tampa Bay on there is, yeah That's what the Dodgers are. Jeez. No, but they're really. Anyway, my point is, is that they aspire to be the Dodgers. But here's the thing about the whole fan presence. That used to be the Red Sox. This is this is where this is what's really missing with the Red Sox world right now. Yes, they're in it. Yes, you know, they have a team that we can sit here at the end of August and talk about the postseason. But the passion of this organization that follows this organization compared to what we saw with the Dodgers fans, that I'm sorry, that is simply not happening with this Red Sox fan base.
2: As it currently stands. Not only is it not happening, we saw the counter at Winter Weekend, to bring that up again, restless fans, booing ownership. When, uh, in our one true opportunity to
3: see how the fans reacted to ownership, they were booed. They were heckled. And, and conversely, conversely, this go back, to, again, old man yelling at clouds, but this go back to when things were really rolling. After '04, 4 after, you know, in, like really, I mean, 13. I Traveling with those teams, I remember... We used to go to like a place like Arizona, and it was three quarters of the fans. It was like this. It was like the Dodgers fans. They were walking around, and there's still some some road trips where you see a lot of Red Sox fans, but there's not like the the guttural passion. No, the passion is gone across the city. It's not just the Red Sox. No, so- it, it, I it, think it, that's it a great jumping off point for everything. I mean, this is, and that's what's sad about it. Yeah, is it?
2: it it's, in, it's there. It's like it when the Celtics were in the finals. It bubbled back up. Two years ago, when the Red Sox made an ALCS trip, it kind of started to bubble back up. At the end of that year, when the Brady game was happening, and the Red Sox surged to make the playoffs at the end of the year, oh, yeah. it's it's there, but it requires a championship run to even get back
3: to any semblance. Well, of think think about this. A couple a couple things, and you're right about everything as always. Thank you. Um, the Celtics. Remember the Celtics playoff yeah. run? What were they saying? The crowd stinks, right? Mm. no 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 i'm sure? don't put words I, I mean i'm not putting words in anybody they said it like they basically they said hey the crowd hasn't been great they were the urging post- them to get on their feet and loud in that game seven before miami thank you thank you yes thank so, you right brian for brian, brian excellent job as always always agreeing with me i like it um <laughs> that's what i'm here for <laughs> and, and, and you know so yeah you agree with rob again you're out <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, now you're going to make me forget my second one. But but anyway, but the Red Sox, when, the, when it comes to the Red Sox, it's like, well, you know, you don't have – you you have these t- fans. Yes, you have fans. And if you look at attendance this year, it is down. I mean, it's down. It's, you can go to baseball reference, you can see it. It's easy. It's down. But they're still among the they're top still, five. Okay, okay. But here's the problem. And this is when we come back to that 2021 run. When you got there, best crowd I've ever seen, ever seen that Yankees game. Not even close. But leading up to it, what did they do? They had to give away a ton of $9 tickets. They had to do the student nines. They had to get people who had never like come to the park. The demographic plummeted. It became a rowdier crowd. It became awesome. And the problem is now you go two years later. And yeah, you have a lot of games where there's great crowds. There people are having a great time. It's Fenway. But... It's become more can in my estimation, it's become more of a cool thing to do than it has become I gotta go see the Red Sox win. Well the cooler thing to do,
2: obviously, is to sell your Friday night tickets to the opposing fan base because it's not just the Dodgers. You're right. It's Toronto, Houston, and the Dodgers. What is the what is gonna be the one takeaway of the season when it's done? Whether they make the wild card or they don't. Or let's assume they don't. Right now they're 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 out of the mix. It will be the it would be the disappointing year that Fenway became like a road. It, it, ro- it rolls off the tongue. I, I don't <laughs> know. I get, I'm workshopping it. <laughs> I mean, the, people will bring up the horrible uh, defense. People uh, will bring I mean, up I, the lack of trade deadline activity, and uh, they'll bring so, up the and they'll bring up nights like last night when Dodgers fans so, took over the park. You know,
3: so I'll come back to my my column, which was an excellent job, despite uh, Alex Verdugo hitting a home run in the fifth inning. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to leave that? I got a lot to do, okay. man. <laughs> I know I get you on the radio. <laughs> I Brian. Right, Brian, can you edit that for me, yeah, please? <laughs> um, so, at the entire picture, like that was my point. Like I could, you know, obviously we can talk about what Mookie said in the press conference. We can pick through Mookie and whatever, and we will. Yeah, it's fine. But the image of of Mookie being there, you know, having being just being Mookie hitting the double. Throwing a 97 mile an hour laser into the in, outfield after playing second base, oh, and the this base running gaff. My God! The, uh, well, for, with for the guy with, you traded for, the guy for. Um, so you have that. You have the Dodgers just like you look at them like, okay, well, there you go. That's a good team. And it, it just felt like after seeing Verdugo, it the home run. It felt like okay, you know, this is they are putting all their eggs in this basket. This is we're going to beat the Dodgers. We're going to show them everything's going to be great. Well, that's the second time this week they've had three nothing leads and they've frittered it away in huge games. Yeah, and and, and so and we don't even have to pick through the the flaws or strengths of rosters or whatever. I mean, you could well Cutter Crawford. You, he's a good starter, but you can only go five innings. You're overusing Pavetta. You know, uh, the your, bru- your guy Kenley's unavailable. Oh, oh, Bruce Dark Gratterall. Oh man, look at he looked pretty good. You know. Th- jacking a hundred, you know, multiple times and, and going an inning in two-thirds. Um, again, Ryan Brazier getting the... Uh, Ryan, Ryan Brazier's ERA. What a bizarre situation. Ryan Brazier... The,
2: the Ryan Brazier's involved in this
3: narrative at all. I, had, a, had, had it, But it has a, to be. It had has had to be. Part right.
2: of the part of Mookie's highlight video.
3: How? Well, this is... The Red Sox people do a great job for the most part. <laughs> I like them personally. But what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, you're... you have You have... Everybody would accept if you did a singular Mookie Betts highlight video. But there's also you you have multiple innings where you can do this. So you can do one for Ryan Brazier too. He won a World Series. That's cool. Yeah. That's fine. But they not bizarrely lump them together and then they show Brazier. So they, they do this this video which is all Mookie Betts highlights. And the first guy they show is Ryan Brasier sitting in the, in, in the bullpen, and he's looking around. He's like, I guess I should wave now? <laughs>
2: it was it's so weird. Awesome. Anyway. Great, the only th- salvation of the night was Pedro Martinez in the soccer. Ah, uh, yeah. He's and awesome. what he said about Brian Bayo, which we'll play at some point today. But otherwise, it was another embarrassment, another Friday night embarrassment of a road crowd owning Fenway Park and a Patriots game that was so bad even Fitzy and Hart, who had an hour, the best they could come up with was Ronnie Perkins vomited. That which, was the, which is pretty good. It was good, um, but that was it. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. How did, I, is are you disgusted or what? What's the question? I, like <laughs> what has happened? What has happened what, to Boston yeah, what,
3: what, You know what, how have we? I gotten mean, here? to spin this whole Red Sox narrative about like the the where the passion go and and where the expectations go and everything else like this because as I said yesterday on on Jones Mego and Arcan I don't like I just don't want to hear about 2026 anymore I don't want to hear about it. and Marcelo, Marcelo Meyer was here like he was a fan last night should he should have been running the bases but, but but uh but to spin it toward the Patriots it's the same thing I think people are right now tying themselves into knots trying to convince themselves <laughs> that this is a good team well how could you know nobody's played they but have, that's that's unless what, you watch the Green Bay joint practices
2: you have no idea whether but you're the Patriots, still hanging uh, your hat
3: on the, the Mac Jones, uh, yes, that, those
2: are the, practice th- performance. those were the two most meaningful days for the Patriots in the last three months. Yeah. By the way, the Red Sox on Wei, and here for your Ken and Curtis slash Ken and Brad experience are brought to you by your new England Ford dealers and their discover summer sales event with a large inventory in stock. Now is the best time to trade in, trade up and discover your best summer ever with Ford here in the Ford clubhouse Fenway studio. All right. Much more to come, including that audio from Pedro on Bayo. But Mookie talked yesterday. The one clip, the, the masterful clip of it all. I want to play it for you. I want your reaction to because I do think it says a lot. Something Mookie said yesterday. Here's Brian Frizocca with what's trending.
3: So I'll come back to my my column, which was an excellent job, despite uh, Alex Verdugo <laughs> hitting a home run in the fifth inning. <laughs> <laughs> and you're
1: just going to leave that? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> it's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
4: you are a fighter, and Medela is your
1: reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Get Boston Sports Original on the go
1: wherever you go.
0: Just download the Odyssey app.
1: We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
2: The Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. It is Ken and Curtis. Ken Laird here. No Chris Curtis. One more Saturday off, and then we are back, baby. Back together on the Heights. Is it at the Heights or on the Heights? We're on the Heights. We're at BC Alumni Stadium next week. At the Heights. At the Heights. Brad Bradfoe is in for Curtis until 1. Mike Cadlick is going to join us at 1045 this morning for some kind of analysis. I'm not sure what you can analyze from that game last night, but that's. Uh, I think that's the essential question with the Patriots. Just did Belichick do the right thing? By not playing starters and playing Mac in the preseason, three series, three total and, series. And it's not like you have cupcakes coming
3: out of the gate either, right?
2: No, he said, what, what, there's good and bad to this. Okay. Can I give you the pros and cons? Oh, yeah, please. The Hold pro, on. The pro is. Let me tweet this. Okay. Tweet this out. Ken Laird. I, coach. I like what Belich, I I agree with what Bill did because the most important thing is Mac is walking, he's upright. The last we saw him, he was sacked by Andrew Stuber's guy, whoever beat him in the Packers game, and he got strip sacked. So I feared for his safety if he played last night. And I'm sure Bill did. And it was 100 degrees. I'm not sure if you saw Ronnie Perkins threw up. So it's Max, It was a Ronnie Perkins throw-up game. It was. So Mac is healthy. That's the pro. Yes. Con is, as you point out so astutely, if they stumble in week one against the Eagles, if they're awful, Bill is setting himself up for horrible criticism that the team's not ready. Much like Kike Hernandez was not ready to play center field. He didn't get the reps in in the preseason. No, and, he wasn't ready to play shortstop. Right. The shortstop reps in in spring training because he was out uh, gallivanting in the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> so that's the... I mean, but Bill doesn't care about criticism, so he made the right call.
3: Oh, and you know, the easy narrative to that is, listen, they're going to peak when it counts the most. Wait and honestly, the season's like
2: 34 games long, so if you're a coach in the NFL, why would you waste your time with this stuff? Uh, why do you want to get guys It's hurt?
3: going to be It's going to be very difficult. It's very difficult to overreact in a baseball season, 162 games, it's going to be very difficult not to overreact to the Patriots season, that first game, mm-hmm. yeah, one way well, or the other.
2: Well, because Brady's here. Like Mookie was, is here last night. Oh, I mean, what a comparison. Like, who who gets a bigger ovation, Mookie or Brady? Did you see the results of the poll, by the way? Another great poll by me at Sox booth
3: <laughs> last night. It's our Diesel Direct tri- Twitter question. Of that the was night. an easy one. You thought so? I thought no, it No, was- no, that was an easy topic. You're, you're patting yourself on the back. Well, sometimes
2: it's, you know, the layups are, are counts, right, you know? Right, not don't, over, any... don't overcomplicate. Tata missed a lot of layups. It's like when Curtis is off, bring in someone better. This is not <laughs> that complicated. I love you both. Now, the poll question was simply, who is a better hitter, Mookie Betts or Rafael Devers? Okay. Who's a better hitter? And it was like 80-20, Mookie. Yeah. I mean, Devers got smoked. So this is the guy you chose. Red Sox fans think you screwed up even without incorporating defense, just hitting. Yeah. So
3: that says it all. Well, he is, mean, a be- he is a better hitter. I mean, it's not that complicated. He has a better average. He usually has a better OPS. He has more home runs. Other than that. Well, he, <laughs> but, but he's got a better lineup. He's got better protection. Okay. Uh, I mean, if, put, if Devers was a Dodger, uh, how many home runs would he hit? I, I don't know. It's like, But he's a better hitter, and it's not like – Crapping on Devers. Devers is an elite hitter too. You used to put out the Vlad Junior. Oh yeah, Devers poll question, yeah. and you loved it. And it was fifty fifty. Oh well, that's because but what has the, happened? People Devers? in Canada is so polarizing. I mean, it's it's the most polarizing thing in Canada since uh, ketchup flavored to potato chips. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to the calls here in
2: a moment. I want you to weigh in on Mookie's return, on Dodgers fans taking over Fenway, on the passion of the Boston sports fans, and whether Bill made the right call to sit all the starters, 617-779-7937. But here's the Mookie clip that I thought said it all last night, and I don't want your reaction to this clip and this one in particular. You were there, right? This was about 330. Front row. Give the Red Sox credit. They at least let him use the podium with the Red Sox logo behind it, right? They sort of welcomed him back. There was only one mic sitting next to the Red Sox mic. Was it for Brazier? It was for baseballs and boring, mic. <laughs> oh, 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 you put it up. I did. did, you, I did. <laughs> they clipped that up. All right, but here's the answer that I thought said it all. Here you go.
3: Having the perspective from being away from Boston, if a free agent or someone asked you, was Boston a good experience? Is that some place that you'd recommend going? Would, would you, now having now having some time away, how would you feel about recommending or not recommending
5: Boston? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's a super dope place to play. You know, I've had the time of my life playing here. I think a lot of people do. Um, <clears throat> but I just... I would tell them, if you go up there, you know you got to play well. <laughs> there is no, there's nothing else. You know, you got to go up there and you got to play well. And I think uh, that's why I did play well, because I knew every day I put the uniform on, you got to play well, no matter what. You know, or the media, the fans, people will let you know. And um, that's the blessing. That's that's the good part. That that's what I enjoyed so much. And um, so it was almost like a fear of of uh, hearing hearing what people had to say. That's kind of what drove me to be successful. And so I would tell them, like, hey, you go and you're going to have fun playing in Boston. But you're only going to have fun if you play well, and that should drive you to play well.
2: So, Rob, that's a guy who did not want to stay here. He was here living his life in fear, in fear of what the media were going to say, in fear of what fans were going to say. I was waiting for <laughs> Which way he called going. Boston super dope. I mean, yeah, well, it's it super a,
3: dope. Uh, that hey, is a guy who wanted out. Someone tell me that it isn't super dope living in Boston. 617-779-799. That's on the billboard, right? When you come down to Pike. Matt Vitor, uh, Mass Live with a question. Good question by Matt. Um, That's one way to spin it, Ken. One way to spin it? How else can you spin that? It's, well, the, do you I, think
2: that's a guy who would have no. signed here for any money? Yes. The answer is no. Yeah, I've said the this. answer is no. Okay. He was. Gone. What do you
3: want me to do? What do you want me to do? I want like, you to report is, on is this. You, I, I, I have been reporting on it. I've been screaming from the mountaintops. This is how I see this situation. I'll do it again for you, Ken. Okay? Do you want this? Yes. Okay. I heard it twice yesterday, but I like it. People missed it. Go ahead. What happened? Why did Mookie not sign here? This idea of that Mookie Betts would never have come back—that, like to your point, you hear him say this: "Oh my goodness, the pressure. Oh my goodness, they made me play hard. Oh my goodness, like all the eyes were on me. How I couldn't live like that." That's not what I took away from that. I've heard that from multiple, multiple, multiple players, many of whom re-signed with the Red Sox. Many of whom who spent their entire career with the Red Sox just had on Brock Holt, right? Mm-hmm. Brock Holt on the baseballs and boring podcast. Excellent. Go look at it. You can look at it and listen. All due it. respect to Brock Holt. Hold on. He did not have the options Mookie Betts had. I understand, but this is but what the narrative the same narrative is this is that this is what the Red Sox fans when they are not throwing beer on their face after getting $9 tickets, like they are they, are, they will make you play harder. They will hold you accountable. And, yes, that is part of the equation. He was meeting that as a compliment. Now, you want my take on Mookie Betts. You want my, like, what right. happened or whatever. Right. All right. Once so, and for all, because this is it. This is the return of Mookie. We're never going to – really, like, after last night, you know, if, even – I said this before. I saw him in spring training, and I'm kind of like, eh. Like, I don't even want to really talk about this anymore. Saw so him in the All-Star Game, same thing. Oh, you have a podcast – that's nice. <laughs> but, you know, a year ago, well, in June of 2022, you mentioned my John Henry interview in London. Forget about that. Right. It was the Mookie Betts sit-down where it was the first time he had talked about Boston. And as I said, that was the first time I realized how much the perception of Boston meant to him. Like I'm like, what? what are you talking about? It's it's this is gonna be fine. People like you. You won a World Series. The perception You're,
2: of people... Boston meant to Mookie.
3: Yes. It was it was that was my when I was sitting down with him in June of 2022, that was my biggest takeaway. Like that stunned. legit stunned me that it, he, he cared that much. He was worried that much, which he said in the in the last few days, how much he cared about what the perception of him in Boston was. Right. And I think that you go through yesterday. I think he handled everything. I, I I looked at it. It felt a lot like Bogart's in San Diego, where he's like, I know this is coming. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to show my personality. I'm not going to be like when Ben and Tendi came in and said, well, oh, what, what are you looking for to visit? Brugger's bagels. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, no, no, this is, this, he's going to, and he does. He handled it. Every Everybody came up to him. He was friendly, hugs, and everything else. Anyway, so... You can disagree with me, that's fine. But my perception of it was if the Red Sox offer him what he's asking or close to what he's asking, he stays. Now, the problem with that is that at that time, from what I understand, it was closer to 400 than it was 300, a right. lot closer right. to 400 than 300. So And why was it why was the, it that price tag? Because, because
2: Mookie knew they would never meet it. No, 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 and, no, and no, 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 no. Here, look, can I give you my assessment of it? Well, no, because
3: you didn't even let me finish okay, my finish, assessment. Finish, so so he, he was asking for that because the industry suggested he was that good that he was should approach the Mike Trout contract. He was that good. And so he was like, well, I'm that good. I should approach the Mike Trout contract. The Red Sox, from what I understand, the offer – whatever what do you phrase it, offer, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, around $310 million. $310 million. Pretty close to what he signed for. No. Well, what he signed for was exactly almost the middle of that. Now, why did he do that? And what? What? how did that switch from 400 to 365 That one's easy. You go back to the pandemic. The business of baseball had changed. Everyone was freaking out. Everyone thought that like, salaries were going to plummet. So he's in L.A., he likes LA, the business of baseball changes, he accepts the 365. So with the Red Sox, maybe misread the room, other than not offering him an enormous contract when they first offer him an extension when he's like 16 years old, I'm exaggerating obviously, but like when he's early on in his career, was not coming in harder than three ten. So the Red Sox absolutely deserve criticism for this. Now what Heim Bloom will tell you is that th- he didn't perceive the organization to be in a place where they could offer that type of contract to one player because his perception and other GM's perception, if you do that, you better have a strong farm system. He has said this on the record. He said that this, our place, our farm system wasn't good enough. Right to do this, where when Devers signed, it was better so we could do that deal. So okay. to come back to your point... Great. Now, that's that's the on-the-record narrative, and I, well, I, no. I,
2: I commend you for all that. Now, can I present to you a plausible like you alternative? Person. Can I present to you a very likely, and I don't know this to be true, but what my read on it, especially after hearing that clip again from Mookie yesterday, where he said he was living here in fear. He, he was what? driven here by fear. When he played well, he loved it. He was afraid, though, of what fans and media would say. So he, did he use the word fear? Yes. He did? Yes. Okay. So isn't it plausible that he went to the Red Sox management at, during negotiations and said, look, I just don't want to be here. I don't want to be here long term. Let's find an amicable way to depart. I will not rip the city. I don't want that. And you, I know you don't want that narrative out there. You want to entice free agents to come here. I'm going to talk a good game about Boston wherever I go. But trade me. Get back some value for me. I just want to play somewhere else. And wouldn't it make sense that the Red Sox would then come up with all the excuses on the record you're saying our farm system wasn't ready? They didn't even negotiate. They ended up fifty million apart. So one side offers three ten, the other side wants four hundred. There was no compromise discussed. It was just cold turkey, that's it. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, if the guy well, wanted to be here, he would have worked with the party to stay here. Bogart's wanted to stay. What happened with John Lester? Did he want to stay here? I think so. Yeah, yeah of course. Different. And what happened with that? The, the, oh, oh, it's different? Yes. Well,
3: the Red Sox but offer they, him they offer they him, him. Every wh- situation's different. Like right. Bogart's they brought in his replacement. They brought in Trevor story. Right. But you, you had mentioned you would mention this is how this negotiation would work. Well, sometimes a price is set on a player. And for where the Red Sox in first of all, your take I like you personally, <laughs> I respect your opinion, and it's your prerogative to be wrong. Uh, right, so well, I don't know how you listen to Mookie and say that guy wanted to it. be Because it's like it's you're you're doing the like I'm tying myself in the knots after hearing when I hear that and then I hear you, I'm like literally, like, what are you talking about? We're really talking about that sounded like a guy who no, was, it sounded like a guy who says like what a trillion other players who play here say. Yes, Wh- because which that's is, the on the record. Here's what we're going to say. We agree to say. Well, this you just idea. said like that was his honest emotion. But his honest emotion came off as a guy who is free. He is happy. He is. Free. There is, he is there. Loving life. It's two different conversations. Right. It's two different conversations. Where he's ended up. Much like I'll use John Lester again. John Lester didn't want to leave. John Lester like they they botched the negotiations. They trade him. Yep. He sees that the world is not flat. He ends up in Chicago. Oh, my goodness. Next thing you know, he's buying beers for the entire city. Right. Right? So, so yeah, he landed. But he didn't know at that point when he was negotiating with the Red Sox that there was going to forget about Chicago, another place that he would like as much, and that's how it ended up. Totally different story. With, no, with, with Mookie, it, two things can be true. Number one, that he wanted to stay on his terms. That's fine. You want to stay at your terms. The Red Sox had their terms. He wanted to stay on his terms. But, he, but still, at the end of the day, if they meet the terms, it's my estimation that he still would have stayed. Now, the other part of the conversation is where he ended up. Is he better off in Los Angeles? No question. There's no question. As it turns out, there is the, one, the, the clip that you should have played Which was me asking the question, could you have done, because he kept referencing the podcast, the production company, all this stuff. Could you have done those things in Boston? And he basically said, like in a roundabout way, probably not. Well, that
2: ties in. His he felt stifled. His personality, but everything. I don't, he was So careful here to not do anything wrong, to say nothing. But it's two different. It's we too, talked about him as being boring. I mean, I felt bad for the
3: guy. It's two different. Came off as boring. It's two different things. It's two different times. Like what? As he's landed here, we've understood that he's landed in a better place. He knows that he's landed in a better place for all the reasons that we said. Right. He made. But but if the Red Sox, so if. This is what it comes back to. If the Red Sox come out and offer him four hundred million dollars, do you think he stays? Nope. Then, then you're just then you don't know. Anything. How do you know that? How do you know there wasn't a
2: conversation? If he didn't want to stay here, is that possible that he didn't want to play in Boston? There've been plenty of athletes who don't. Not to com- keep uh, agreeing with Rob, but do you feel like Jalen Brown really wanted to stay here? Not really. It didn't seem like it. Yet the Thank Celtics you. gave him the most money anybody else could give. So if the Cel- if Two the Red people. Sox, but if the Red Sox Brown gave Brown very- bets a bigger contract That's than what good. the Dodgers offered when he have stayed? Compare what Jalen Brown has done in his time in Boston. How outspoken he is, how active in the community he is with what Mookie did. Mookie was like, he went back home and stayed at in, in home and played you,
3: video games. Mookie Betts, do you forget like that he delivered, and I'm not being facetious about this, he delivered food for homeless people in boston he did do that there's things I that mookie best did in boston it wasn't like he was holed up in his apartment the entire time by the way we've heard
2: jalen brown criticize the city as well but let's take some calls on this jeff in watertown been hanging on for a long time hi jeff good morning
4: good morning so first of all ken you know there are opinions that are dope and then there are opinions that are dopey and and yours is dopey I'm, I'm super just, I'm, dope I'm really super sorry. dope uh, is the phrase uh, that, no you. jeff That's a good was, right again but Bradford, you, I mean, when, and Ken, when you said about the quote that caught your attention, I thought for sure you were going to play where Rob said. I mean, that to me was the obvious oh, thing. God, just, you know, Mookie, Mookie Bets said that, you know, that there were more opportunities in LA for what he wanted to do, right? And I, I'm thinking about Jalen Brown as well. You know, when Jalen Brown said it was hard for him to start a business or get a house in Boston, You know, that's crazy. Of course he can buy a house and of course he can start a business. But the difference is in Boston, you chase the money. In LA, the money chases you. When you go out to LA, you got a million dollar smile, you're playing for the Dodgers, everything just opens up to you. You know, everything is available to you. People are coming after you. You know, it's not the same in this area. But it doesn't mean that he didn't love Boston. It doesn't mean that he didn't want to play. He is one of those players who could play in Boston. He, you know, I'm sure he felt the enthusiasm. But to me, the biggest thing, and, and Rob, you said it as well, you know, if you offered him $400 million, I still think he was so confident about free agency that what he would have said is, hey, you know, I'll go test the as free agent. If you want to give me the money, then, you know, I'll come back for the highest number. You know, I'm going to go where the best money is. You know, no hard feelings, whatever. What happened was COVID came in. And everybody panicked. If Pine Bloom had held on to Mookie Betts and waited till spring training and COVID happened, I have no doubt that Mookie Betts would have signed here for $300 million because that's what you would have done. Because there was a panic going on. We didn't didn't even know if there was going to be baseball. Um, So if you have a chance to sign a contract and get some money, you're going to take that chance. But other than that, he was going to, you know, he was going to play as hard as he could, he was going to you know, go to free agent, and, see, and he was going to take the best deal. And So you had to decide, do you want to wait and see if you can outbid everybody else and get him, or do you trade? And that's what they decided to do. I, I, you know, that, that's all it is. I mean, he- why won't he come out and say that
2: then? Why won't Mookie come out and say what happened? Instead he hides behind, go ask uh, Bloom or John Henry if they want to talk about negotiations, they can speak on it, and the Red Sox won't say anything. It's so weird. Why wouldn't either side want their true narrative out there? No, why will nobody say it? Because Mookie doesn't want to be the bad guy. He wants well, to be first, liked by everyone.
3: Well, first of all, the Red Sox aren't ever going to say anything about negotiations on the record. Well, in this case, they should. They're getting tarnished. Well, again, uh, there's a lot of things that they should do. But it, right, we gotta take a break. Uh, Hold that thought. Uh, yeah,
2: More on the Mookie Bet's return. 617-779-7937. It's Canabratho.
1: From the Rubenstein Law Studios, one bos Legal. This is W-E-E-I, New England sports original. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
0: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. you do all this stuff,
3: like the production coming podcast, do you think you would have done that in Boston? Because there's a lot of obviously unique opportunities. Right. now. Right.
5: Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that those opportunities come if I'm in Boston. And um, that's not a... I'm sure there's a, a ton of opportunities in Boston. Um, but... You know, L.A. is just different. You know, L.A., there's there's no argument there. L.A. is just a different market, different opportunities. And so I don't know. I don't know that I'd be the person I am today if I, if I stayed in Boston. I'm sure I wouldn't.
2: Bookie Betts, pregame yesterday, played pretty well in the game too. Not uh, a virtuoso performance, Rob, but a couple runs scored. And uh, the big throw, which cut down eventually Connor Wong, what a what a disastrous face running gaff that was. I mean, it's although the game was probably over. I mean, no, it wasn't. Are you kidding me? What dude? Dude, bro. Yeah, Devers coming up. You so Devers. He yeah. singles his next at bat. Would have tied the game. I know. It just felt it when they give up the double triples, the double three run uh, innings. It was depressing. It was deflating. Do you have any, They were battling back. Do you have any regrets not playing that clip earlier? That's the clip that said it all. That was the question. But I, that aids aids my argument that no, you didn't no okay because he loves la and
3: he's telling you how different the city so are. i would say this is that yes for the person with the surface level line of thinking it does but if you look at it do you <laughs> are think you calling you, me a simpleton kind of uh <laughs> do you do you think do you think that when he was signing his negotiating his deals like you know I want to go somewhere where there's a podcast where I can do a podcast A production yeah. company. I mean, yes. Well, okay. Well, they just happened to trade him to the Dodgers. And maybe the John
2: Lesters of the world have told him, Hey, look, there's life outside of Boston. You can go here and here and here and do a podcast. You can be happy. Look at all the things you'll be able to do there. Yeah. I mean, it's
3: definitely well, possible. Definitely where I agree with what he's saying. This is why I asked the question. Cause I agree. Like for instance, the podcast thing, which we keep coming back to, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by what that would look like in Boston. I know it's a Bleacher Report podcast, so it's like technically a national podcast. But as I asked those guys yesterday, like, well, who is the person in Boston, the athlete in Boston, who's doing a podcast? Like the McCordy's kind of.
2: Yeah, I mean they're former athletes.
3: No, no, they were doing one last year. Yeah, sort day. of. Yeah, toward
2: the end, you, you get. But
3: uh, like, can you imagine though? It, it just, like, even even the Celtic like Jalen Brown and well, Jason Tatum. Well, Tatum and Brown appear on podcasts. Well, they, they have their own. You know, we had focused on Jalen Brown, but let's focus on Jason Tatum because when we talk about a current Boston athlete being able to expand into the national realm, he's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, and so it's not like you can't do it in Boston. You can do it in Boston, but I don't think anyone's arguing what Mookie said. The the things that he's doing because because when you do something like that, conversely, when you do it in Boston, everyone's like, Well, that's stinks, that's awful, <laughs> or that's how dare you do that, how dare you put yourself out there? You do it in LA. It's like, Well, what took you so long? Yeah.
2: It's interesting. Text reaction, 3793.7, here on the Kennedy Curtis Show, Ken and Bradfoe in today. Six oh three texture. I don't know if this is accurate, you can weigh in on this. They fought Mookie in arbitration every year. Was that how do you recall that relationship? Was he pissed off at that?
3: Is that true? Like, was that going into negotiations? Someone else had put this on Twitter. I don't think he ever went to arbitration. Oh, okay. So I don't think he ever. I think he always settled. Like I know that he settled one year. If we agreed to like a twenty million dollar one year twenty million dollar deal. But back to the podcast. I think people on the text line
2: asking why we keep bringing that up. You think if he would have asked the Red Sox to do a podcast, they would have said no. No, no. They would have shut it down. No, I did not say that. But they shut down Joe Kelly. I know. Well, that was, as I said. That was the that, previous first regime. First of all, it was bizarre. Same ownership group. It was a different GM.
3: All well, right. It but, was
2: Ben Cherry. You think Ben? Cher- that was Ben Cherry. Or was that John the reason
3: I The reason I brought that up, in, in case people missed it, which I'm sure they didn't, but I'll say it again, uh, was back in, I think it's 2015, and I didn't really even know Joe that well, but i knew that it was like oh hey let's do a podcast right so i go out and buy a tape recorder he's like yeah we're going to call it cup of joe which again no one calls it cup of joe anymore there's like 50 cup of joe's now but so i go out and then it just disappears i found out later that like ben sherrington said no nah, i don't want you, we don't want you doing that and ben's a great guy ben's like but that to me spoke of like that mentality Right in Boston. Why do the Red Sox have that mentality? That is strange. That you would not. Well, want... I, I don't think. I don't think if Justin Turner wants to do a podcast, Kenley Jansen wants to do a podcast. I don't think Hein Bloom's saying yeah, you can't do it. He might be. I mean, if you if the, if the old owners told. Well, parenting... I think I think the person who's directing that traffic is Alex Cora more than anybody. Yeah. This
2: texture, I think, hits on something as well. Seventy-one. How can the Sox, or the Patriots for that matter, expect fans' loyalty? Where are the players that we loved? What about J.D. Martinez, Nathan avaldi Belichick is arrogant too. Only the Celtics have worked for fans' loyalty. So
3: the best way that we reference when this subject comes up, and I think it's a good one, we, we always reference like, well, whose jersey are people going to wear? Like the Patriots' jerseys, is laughable. I tried buying my wife a Patriots jersey last year at Dick Sporting Goods. Mm-hmm. It's like old Sony Michelle jerseys. Zeke
2: Elliott now probably. It's it's kind of but but, it, it, but we still we haven't seen back to the Patriots. Nobody
3: played in the preseason. You I, I have no idea what Zeke Elliott is. I, I know, but let me finish this thought. So, it's it's we can say like the back of the jersey, whatever. The best way to phrase this is: What players do you want to invest in? Whether it's buying a jersey, whether it's buying a ticket. What players do you want to invest in? Mookie Betts is a player that you want to invest in. You want to invest your time, your effort, your attention, your your fandom. You want to invest. And so what players do you want to invest in? And I think in the Boston sports landscape, Patriots, Red Sox. I would say Patriots, Judon, first and foremost. I mean, now, you're, now you're just tying yourself in a
2: knot. Why? Fandom. That's not. He's a great defensive player of the year uh, caliber guy. Right. And but the heart and soul of the – he's the best player on the team, and what they put their – that is what Bill puts his emphasis on. He's not Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he's not even Andre Tippett. Okay, nobody's Lawrence Taylor, but he's he's definitely Andre he's Tippett. It, no, he's not.
3: Yes, he's a Pro Bowl caliber he's, he's, star he's, pass he's, runner. He's, he's a good player, but on the on the run of Brady teams, there was a, like, a lot of players like Judon on those teams, right? Yeah. I mean, they had a great defense where everybody seemed to play well. At, okay, so Willie McGinnis, yeah, versus, Ty Law. Willie McGinnis versus Matthew Judon. Um, All right, whatever. So the fact that you even have to think about it... But it's it, McGinnis because he won. Like, if it
2: was McGinnis but that's, my, that's my
3: point. That's my point, though. It's not like anyone is saying, oh, I'm going to the game to see Willie McGinnis. I think people go to see Judon. He had 15
2: and a half sacks left. You have a, he has a sack of game. He's got the I red can't sleeves. can't wait to see... Him. He, he, eats, he eats with the sleeve. But this is what... Wipes the mouth up. That's a good move. That's a good finish. This, this is what we... my po- I think, I'm telling you, they have one. I'm not saying in they have eight the, like stars. In, in, they in, have in one the, star. They, it's Matthew Judon. In, in the words of the great Glenn Ordway, you're making my point. All right. Six, we, we missed all the calls. 617-779-7937. There's your first hour from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. Red Sox, Patriots, things aren't what they used to be. NFL preseason, totally meaningless. That sounds like it is what it used to be, but it's at a whole other level now. At Fenway Park, the state of the Red Sox, Mookie in town. Game two today. Bradfoe isn't boring. He is here. You got the uh, Joe Kelly book. You're passing that out all over the place. Oh. Sold like
3: fifteen thousand last night. Can
2: I play the one bright moment yesterday when that was Pedro talking about Brian Bayo? Oh this, yeah. This is a And great I got some quote. good
3: I got some good Brian Bayo info for you. Today. Oh good. Okay. We'll hear that next.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours